All right, everybody, welcome back to the Zero to Five Million Dollar Podcast. You've, you've probably already noticed it again. I'm not Sean Finder. I don't know what's going on with him. He's missed another recording. It's just me here, but I'm pleased to tell you, I have uh, I have somebody I've known for a little while now on the show, and she's one of those really, really smart people who they're always learning something. You can always see them trying out a new tactic, a new, uh, you know, something new in their work all the time. It's It never ends, and I always send her a message and say, oh, I, I like what you're trying there. I saw that LinkedIn poll. I saw that video that you sent, and, and so on. So um, without any more... Um, uh, jabbering on from me charlotte lloyd's on the show and uh she's got an interesting story so so i want to get started charlotte welcome to the show thanks ollie for having me and thanks very much for that very um kind introduction well um you certainly warrant it uh you're you're one of those who i see on every uh every show that we do trying to learn something and i see you trying to apply it all the time so so it's awesome to see but um so for everybody listening Tell us a bit about your story. Um, so where are you coming from? Um, what are you doing these days and how did you start doing it? Yeah, great. Thanks. So I started in sales a long time ago and um, started off with cold calling back in the day. Um, love cold calling, which I know probably 90% of salespeople um, absolutely hate. Um, recently, well, for 13 years, I was working at a global um, corporate financial times. Some of you may or may not know it. Um, brought into sales for the love of sort of relationship selling back then, um, working with locations to help them um, reach companies that could invest, expand, create jobs, um, bring new businesses to their locations. And just before the pandemic started, transitioned to a completely new company, uh, working with the same kind of clients, so locations, economic development associations in a global role, and um, bounced from, so from FT, from a sort of European-based role to a global role, um, and getting into grips of digital selling after being a very traditional relationship-based seller, attending lots of events and conferences to meet clients um, so it's been a huge switch and I've had to go from sort of you know I think back at when I was at Financial Times and earlier in my career um, focusing on sort of pitch-based selling as opposed to problem-based selling as well so I've had quite an interesting past two years adapting some of these techniques um, video selling, digital selling. And I have to say, I really like it. Um, I've had a really interesting time. And I think, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been in sales, there's always new tactics that you can learn and that you can help empower um, the rest of the team to learn. So I think it's interesting that you say that. I have only ever known, probably just through the sheer luck of the type of companies that I've worked in and, and where I started my career I've only mm -hmm. ever sold on zoom I have never ever 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 met someone to do a meeting about you know, or any of the problem solving and all of that stage of it I've, I've met them to like do the presentations and things a couple of times but that's quite wow. rare that's only on bigger deals for, from my experience I have only ever sold on zoom or by phone or some digital format or another so for for you saying that it was a very big jump how, how did you even start what's the um what's the process like it's there's no more pitching 
there's no more travel or anything it's it's a pandemic so what's day one yeah. like is it a bit of an oh my gosh what what now moment it definitely was a what now moment because before the pandemic and before we were all forced into working from home um, I actually did work from home I'm based in, in Madrid and not based our comp company I previously worked for was based in London as is the one that I work for now um, so I was probably traveling twice a month um, getting on a plane going to meet these clients sending emails calling them um, but in a completely different way to how I'd approach it now obviously selling a much different kind of product a more transactional sort of sale velocity type deal um, so I felt like I'd been thrown in at the deep end, really moving to a new company, um, selling a more complex product, uh, SaaS type product, and having to do that without being able to meet anybody. I actually felt quite fascinated by it. Um, I hadn't really used Zoom um, or Teams up until April 2020. So a lot of people might find that quite shocking, but I really was a very traditional type seller. Um, I think there's a lot that you can learn um, and definitely everyone's had to adapt to the digital landscape. There's some great tools out there. Um, I've had the use of video, for example, using Vidyard. Uh, I've had some really great feedback from clients who still don't know that in the B2B type selling, that this kind of outreach isn't available. And I think it's definitely a nice touch for you to be able to show yourself on camera that you're interested in what your prospect is working on and just helps to sort of diffuse the, the, the stress and the tension from you know, perhaps um, having done a lot of um, Zoom calls or Teams calls and you know, clients get lots of emails and emails that that are worded, um, you know, they're very boring. Um, I hope you're well is one thing that we've mentioned how, you know, a lot of sellers approach their email writing as well. So for them to get a video, for, for prospects to get a video, especially in my space, it's, it's quite unique and it's quite rare. And I always find that, you know, being able to adapt and be different is how you're going to stand out. And obviously the end game is to be able to help your client have a better tomorrow. And the solution that I'm selling to my prospects is very much about using technology. So there's no better way than to be able to approach them using new technology. So on that, I have a bit of a theory. So when there's people who are ahead of the curve in terms of technology, what they're explaining can be very complicated. We don't understand it. Yeah, that's difficult. When you're like the, the rest of the middle of the curve where most people will live, it's easy because we all understand, oh, this is what Zoom does. I understand it. It's fairly similar. And if I, I'm seeing an alternative, which is similar to I can draw the comparison, I know roughly what I'm looking at. People who are behind that curve. I think it's very similar to the, the early adopters too. There's almost a, it's harder, I think, to explain and to sell technical things to people who, who are of that side of it. So when you're talking about doing, let's say, a Vidyard video to people like mm -hmm. this, how do you find the balance? Like, are people saying to you, oh, my gosh, you sent me a video? Wow, that's amazing. To other people, that's not amazing at all. That's fairly normal. Or, or do you find the other way? Is it like, what the, what the hell is this? Why are you sending me a video? Delete. Is This must be spam. You know, 
how do how do they react? So I I would say you know from what you, the first point that you made they are absolutely delighted to receive a video and it's usually when I've approached them on email so as a second touch or they've come back to me and they said you know call me in a couple of months I'm like what's happening in a couple of months like well we'll be in a better situation to look at this send them a video to arrange that call and the feedback that I typically get is I didn't know that you could send videos and another thing as well with LinkedIn and I'm a big fan of LinkedIn voice notes so I send a 30 to 40 second message I would say that about 60 percent of the replies I get that the prospect is saying I didn't know that you could send a LinkedIn voice note um, or even send a video on LinkedIn. So it's really quite incredible the amount of feedback that I've got that's been, I would say, 90% positive. So far, I haven't been told to uh, or given any net told to go away or given any negative feedback from sending a video as part of the outreach. And again, it, uh, going back to talking about you know new ways and creative ways to reach clients, cold calling is still very much. Um, you know, hot right now. And, um, you know, I, I started off cold calling in my previous role, got very into sort of a comfort zone and relied a lot or over relied a lot on email. And now, you know, making 20 to 25 cold calls a day, I'm going to get around four or five answers. Three of those are probably going to be, yes, let's book a call next week. And two of them are get lost. But I think a lot of salespeople, what I'm seeing is they're not that they're typically not using not only these new sort of ways to outreach, you know, using digital um, and really deploying digital to their advantage. But there's also I see quite a reluctance to to go back to cold calling. So this is something that I'm trying to drive with the team where I'm working now. So tell me a bit about your cold calling then. So 20, 25 a day um, in my world is pretty low it ranges mm -hmm. sometimes you can see 30 sometimes 50 60 probably 50 wow. is, is reasonably standard in in companies of my my world and size and deal sizes and those types of things but um yeah. the connect rate as well which which you said there that's pretty above industry standard that i'm hearing as well so what Give, give me your, I'm going to put you really on the spot here, Charlotte. I'm sorry. <laughs> give me your like standardized, this is how I call call. What, what are you doing? I, I'm curious how, you, how you're starting off. So there's some great permission-based openers out there. And thanks to some of the great podcasts like 30 Minutes to President's Club, um, Sell that. Success. Yeah. Um, make it happen Mondays too. There's some really good um, cold call starters so I would say hi Ollie I know you're not expecting my call this afternoon do you mind if I take a few moments to tell you why I'm calling and you can decide if it makes sense if we should speak you can hang up on me okay so that's how you start most of your calls is that right that's how I start most of my calls and typically the person would I don't know, the other day I was barked to 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 get to the point fast um, so then, you know, from that point on, I would normally talk about, well, typically when I speak to um, people within your industry uh, who are also in marketing and sales, they um, are typically focused on several priorities. So I'll do the priority drop and typically they'll 
you know, they'll open up or if they, if they, if they don't want to speak, they might refer me to somebody else or they might say, you know, let's I say, well, let's book a time on your calendar next week when you've got a few moments when I'm not cold calling you and you've got time to respond. Okay. So your, your call to action is let's find the time to speak next week. Are you doing a, like a discovery call for that? Is it, is it just a quick um, follow on conversation? Sort of no, no pressure or anything like that. Is it a demo? What was the next stage? So next stage would be discovery because I usually find on a cold call, I can probably ask, um, you know, a good cold call, two or three questions, but it's definitely not enough. Um, usually, you know, time is always a factor. And um, on the second call, I'd be looking to go into a much deeper um, questioning and discovery. Okay, I've got you. So... Um... I like that. Now, now I'm curious. So you're you're all on LinkedIn. You're a cold calling maverick. Um, you're getting used to digital and all these things. What what other secret like sales uh, like skills are your claims to fame? Are you are you a cold email uh, wizard or, or what? What's your what's your like core strength as a salesperson? So I'm definitely. Um getting better at email I would say I prefer cold calling just because you know it's immediate and it's a much quicker way to get a yes or a no I have to say I was a terrible emailer um back in my previous role again writing emails dear mister or dear I hope you're well which to me now is absolutely get that email throw it in the bin I know you would Ollie and um you know I'm finding that keeping those emails to 125 words, focusing on something personal, leveraging LinkedIn to be able to, you know, focus on something personal that the prospect is particularly interested in and keeping it simple and not, again, focusing on your product and what you, how excited you are about your product and how it can help the client. And I think when I first started out in this role, you know, even given many years in sales, I was focusing on the product because I was so excited about what this product could do for my clients. So I think one of my core strengths has been to be able to switch from, you know, a, a sort of um, pitch-based messaging to problem-based um, messaging. So really asking those questions, going into the problem, what's the impact of, of not solving the problem? Um, you know, what, what's the magnitude of the problem and how, um, and how has that problem that the clients had been, how they've tried to solve it in the past? And then presenting and, you know, teaching the, the, the client base that I'm working with has never used a solution like the one that we're offering them now to tell their story better. Uh, it's a much more of a challenger conversation. We're challenged the, challenging the clients to think differently about how they do their business. And I think definitely that's something that um, I've become good at, but it wasn't something in a traditional sales role that, that I would focus on. It would be more, here's my product, here's the features, here's the benefits, do you want it? Okay, I love it. Um, are you feeling brave, Charlotte? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling brave, why? Okay, so I'm going to ask you about a, a big selling mistake if you've made a couple, I'll give you my one to give you a second to think. So in actual fact, I'm laughing at myself now. 
Uh, I said that I've only ever known digital selling. Well, I've made all of my mistakes in this in this in this way. I remember one time we had a deal. I must have been eighteen and uh, monumentally yeah. embarrassed by this. Uh, we had a, a deal. We'd had all of the discovery, the demo, everything was going great. We were on the closing call, and my Zoom license stopped. <gasps> I, I had the free. I had the free version. We forgot to pay for the pro one. So back then, you had I think it was a certain number of minutes or meetings or attendees per week or month, whatever it was. I'd run up to that moment, but you could normally get away with it if you kept your meeting within 30 minutes. And it would normally tell you, you've got 10 minutes left before your free um, account expires and the meeting will be ended. <laughs> so at, at 20 minutes, I'm looking at the clock thinking, oh shit, I've got nine minutes and 50 seconds. We have got to stop this now and get this done. But I don't want to end the call now and, and lose the momentum, but I don't want to you know, literally ask them, so we're we doing this or not because I have five minutes left before the meeting ends so um that actually did end um mid-conversation we didn't win the deal and uh, i also remember in the subsequent follow-up um conversation i was using my laptop on one screen alone uh, and using a, a google chat on my to my colleague to um sort of discuss how we were going to respond to certain questions i may have been screen sharing during this and they may have read some of that subsequent conversation too so that's that's my <laughs> how to not digital sell in a, in a nutshell fortunately i was very young and i could get away with it somehow but um please tell me you have something to make me feel less terrible but hopefully not quite as bad as that okay so um cold calling aside and um, starting with selling and taking up what you're saying about selling on zoom um this was only a couple of years ago, so back when I started, well, less than two years ago, I started a demo, started a disco. Um, I had five people on the call. Um, it was a client in Europe. And I was getting to grips with it, just designed the whole pitch and how the, the demo was going to go. And I didn't set the agenda at the beginning of the call. So um, normally I would say, you know, what do you want to accomplish on this call today? So I would ask each, each person who comes onto the, onto the demo um, what they want to accomplish. And so I didn't do that. Went straight into pitching, talking about um, problems in the industry, challenges. And I got to the, just before I was about to talk about the product, and everyone apart from one person hung up on me. Oh. Yes. Why did that happen? What, why did they go? Um, I think they wanted, they said, okay, this is, this looks like it might be too advanced for us. And they, they left. And I was left with their actual, their, their digital manager. Um, and I said, uh, he said to me, they wanted to, you to talk about the product in the beginning rather than lead up to you know why you're talking about the challenges that, that that our peers face in this industry so I think my main issue there was just sometimes as a seller you can be so keen to, to get into the demo um you, you know they also were time pressured so they wanted me to show everything in 15 minutes um I think it was going back to expectation setting and in the beginning, it would have been good if I'd have said, you know, this is going to be a 30 minute call. I'm going to take you through this. 
um, what do you want to accomplish from this? And then we'll have time for questions and next steps at the end. And um, that was something that really caught me out. And this was, I think, in month three of, of starting this role. Well, not quite as, uh, as you know. Can't say that was 18 years old, um, Ollie. No, thank you. <laughs> not quite as painful, but I think you learned a pretty good lesson from that. So, uh, so speaking of which, just concept of time as well. Um, so you mentioned a few of the different podcasts out there, the 30 Minutes of President Club. I've had Nick and yeah, Armand on a couple Nick of my Armand. shows. They're great. John Barrow's a show. There's a, there's a bunch of them. Um, so where do you learn, uh, aside from the podcast, or, or is that what is that your thing? Are you a reader? What kind of things do you listen to? I'm a bit of everything. I am a podcast listener, so I listen to, obviously, your podcast, the same 30 Minutes of President's Club, Sales Success with Scott Ingram, great guy. First podcast that I found when I switched roles, uh, really helps well with digital selling. Make It Happen Mondays, John Barrows, shout out to them because they're all great. And I also like to read. So I typically read anything from one to two books a month. I'm currently just finishing Tech Powered Sales, which is amazing. And I like to take notes as well from, from books. So for me, um, I'm not an audiobook person. I'm trying to be an audiobook person, um, but I'd like to just have a book on my iPhone and then be able to pull out the key points. And I also like to, to meditate as well. I think it's another great way to decompress. Sales is... Um, you know, a very demanding role. Um, you know, it's important that you um, know that you've got to keep learning, but it's also important to know when to switch off and when to um, chill out and relax. I love it. I couldn't agree any more on that. Yeah, I think we all need to do a better job of that. But um, I think we're at a time shot. So where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, Charlotte Lloyd. I'm a bit of an Instagrammer, although it might not appeal to the sales and marketing audience. I blog about fashion, lifestyle, a bit of travel. Um, so it's just a little little hobby that I have. Very cool. I might have to uh, drop you a follow-up, especially if you're from Madrid as well. I've been over there a couple of times. I need to come back. I need a holiday oh. at some point. So if you've got some sort of you know nearby places that I could go and if you're a bit of a like a travel person that might that might be pretty good yeah I think probably for you Ollie um it's it's a little bit too geared towards fashion and outfits but... ah okay well fair enough <laughs> but Another it's Charlotte audience. in the world <laughs> okay well cool thanks so much for coming on Charlotte this was good fun um everybody make sure you go and connect with her uh, Charlotte's always trying to post and and you know talking about different things that she's learning so she's a good follow but uh, make sure you subscribe you. if you enjoyed the show and if you want to catch the next one we'll do it every single tuesday every single tuesday a new episode comes out leave a review if you don't mind it really helps us out and with that i will leave you until the next one thanks guys